Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Bye, everybody. Have a great day. What are you supposed to be? A famous person now? Be careful out there. No, boy. Got it covered. Bye. Someday, I will see the world. <laughs> I don't know where you came from, but you don't belong here. It's nice to have a friend. Oh, guys, he's not dangerous. It's nice to have We're going to get you home. Abominable. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Jake. Howdy, folks. And today we're doing a 3D review of... Abominable. I did not watch this movie. Jake did. So I'm just here to help guide the conversation. So, as always, we talk about the 3D element first. Jake, how was the 3D element for Abominable? It was it was actually good. I mean, um, most uh, 3D um, animated movies, the 3D looks good because it's really easy to plan for the 3D. It seems like it 3D works better for animated movies than it does live action. Okay, so what specifically was here that was you really enjoyed? Okay, there was a near the beginning of the movie there's a a scene with our uh the the, the main character Yi uh she's holding a violin bow and it's a great pop out. Uh, it doesn't split, you know, cuz a lot of these pop outs when they're this extreme uh, that becomes it becomes a split image. Didn't do it this at all. It just popped out, and they didn't hold on it too long. They would cut back and forth to it, so it didn't. You didn't get eye strain. Not that you're going to get eye strain from a modern 3D movie because they're just not. They don't push it like they did in the 50s. Now this is from DreamWorks. Now it, how is this compared to like How Do You Train Your Dragon? Um, not nearly as good. They didn't put the money, the time, and the polish, which was very disappointing. This, to, in comparison, this is kind of like the animation is st- substandard, kind of like how Little Mermaid, how Disney kind of cheaped out on that. They, uh, DreamWorks and Pearl, they, they didn't get, they didn't take it the next step. Like, in fact, it's a couple of steps, notches down from How to Train Your Dragon franchise, which is really disappointing. This movie deserved to have better animation texture. It would have helped with 3D. What other cool scenes were there in 3D that you enjoyed? Ah, uh, there was some. Um, there was a nice thing when they were in the forest, and it's like I describe it as a blueberry tsunami. That was uh, lots of great little gags, but the 3D was real impressive. The the when when the blueberries explode. And there's one scene with the Northern Lights you mentioned in your written review? Yeah, that's uh, when they're near uh, Mount Everest. There's a great scene with Northern Lights, and the 3D is just, whoa. It's one of those things you go, ooh, ah, whoa. So there were some wow moments in this. Unfortunately, um, there were a lot of scenes that were very, very dark, and it just flattened out everything. And then some of the backgrounds didn't pop at all. They just did them flat. And uh, in fact, some of the, like the Yeti character looked almost like a puppet because he didn't have enough textures on him. Okay, so the depth was not as much as you would have liked. In some places, yeah. 
but like but they said there were some real outstanding scenes so to me overall it was good 3d okay so that's your final verdict is a good 3d right Mm -hmm. correct Now, on to the movie itself. So, Abominable is the third 3D animated Bigfoot slash Yeti movie released in last year. Mm-hmm. Last 12 months. Yep. How is this one? Uh, th- this is the weakest of the three. Now, the other two I'll mention are um, Smallfoot from Warner Brothers and Missing Link from Laika? Laika, yeah. I've seen Missing Link, I have not seen Smallfoot, I have not seen Abominable. But I'm just here to help out the conversation, help it flow up. So, what's this movie about? Uh, basically, it's about uh, a Yeti who's been, who's been uh, captured, escapes from his captors, uh, finds uh, a young girl who's dealing with personal crises in her own life. Uh, her and her two best friends decide to take the Yeti back to his home on Mount Everest in the Himalayas. Okay. Now, how did the Yeti get there? Uh, he was uh, captured. They don't, they, it, this is, it's more explained than uh, told. They, they, there's a lot of exposition in this movie. Um, you, uh, the Yeti is, gets escapes, but you don't really see the Yeti escape from his captors. And the Yeti gets hit by a car. You only see a bit of the aftermath. And he's hiding on a rooftop. And it's near uh, Causeway Bay in um, Hong Kong. Yeah, they refer to the t- it as the city, but it's obviously Hong Kong. Now, how do you know that? Oh, uh, so many buildings. I've seen so many Hong Kong action films. Uh, I recognize the skyline of Hong Kong immediately. And they really, they they had... Images of, uh, and they had Causeway Bay and some of the other landmarks that pop up constantly in um, Hong Kong movies. And they never mentioned the name of the city? No, they just call it the city. Weird. Yeah, I think they were trying to give it a more universal appeal. Uh, I was really impressed with the detail they had of this of Hong Kong. I mean, I hadn't seen um, Hong Kong this represented accurately in an American movie ever. Okay, so um, this is as a pretty all-star voice cast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chloe, uh, yeah, Chloe Bennett uh, plays Yi. You might remember her as Quake on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The Marvel uh, live-action TV show. TV show, uh-huh. Yeah, she also, before she did that, she was a Cantonese uh, pop star in Hong Kong under the name Chloe Wang. Okay. Um, and anyone else that really caught your eye, voice actor-wise? Oh, oh Eddie Izzard uh, as as playing the... Um, burnish? Yeah, the Burnish, the money guy who um, who financed the expedition to capture a Yeti. Uh, he's a real standout. And Sarah Paulson, uh, you might know from American Horror Story, she plays his assistant, Dr. Zara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm wondering if that's a reference to Planet uh, of the Apes. Yeah, I'm ass- I'm assuming it is a kind of a clever little j- little sly joke in there because I chuckled too. Um, so what's the plot? What's going on? Uh, it's basically uh, get Yeti home. 
Okay. Where's its home? <laughs> Mount Everest. Okay. <laughs> so what happens? Uh, they get the Yeti home. <laughs> Pretty That's straightforward. Yeah. Until the uh, uh, and until but in the middle there is a plot twist that movies like this normally don't have. So this could almost be like the Fisher Price, my first Alfred Hitchcock movie. Let's not talk about that since that's a, probably a big spoiler. It's a big spoiler. Okay. But you thought it worked out? Yeah, it worked. I was like, they managed to pull that off over my eyes. I was impressed because <laughs> this movie is really slow for adults. How slow is it? <laughs> uh, this It was a 90-minute movie. Well, give or take a few minutes. And it felt like a three-hour movie. So is the slowness the worst part? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how's the gags? How's the comedy? Is it fun? It's good? Uh, most of it, yeah. Uh, gets a, there gets, There's a few crude jokes, but they're, they don't run them into the ground. In fact, a few of them are actually funny. Um, and they have one reoccurring gag about a, a whooping snake hmm. that escapes. And that keeps popping up. Yeah, and this even has a end credit scene. Okay. Uh-huh, and the credits kind of continue the story on after the story ends, about the side characters. All right, so closing, what are your thoughts on the overall aspect of this movie? Great for kids. Adults can endure it. All right, so what's your final score? Seven out of ten. All right, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. All right, before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.